0: People seem to find and how they're in a hurry to complicate their minds by chasing after money and dreams that can't come true. I'm glad that we are different. We've better things to do. May others plan their future. I'm busy loving you. As long as I'm with you We'll take it nice and easy And use my simple plan You'll be my loving woman I'll be your loving man We'll take the most from living Have pleasure while we can Two, la four la
1: Live
2: for today
3: We we're back, second hour, Incendiary Radio on the Republic Broadcasting Network. You know, I was racking my brains to think of that song um, to who uh, you know. I for some reason it popped into my head, and, and um, you know, it was one of them albums your my mom had back when I was a kid, <clears throat> and I I was just it just popped into my head when was, I was like, that's the Grassroots. By the way, that's the name of the band. So I was like, I know I'm going to play that. uh it just takes you back to a time where, you know, America was much more, it was in turmoil, you know, don't get me wrong, Vietnam, post-Vietnam, but it's, gosh, the turmoil we're in now, I, I mean, you got... Tucker Carlson, um, you know, doing interviews about the power grid. Uh, What's it? Gateway Pundit has article up. Um, Where is it? I got it. Wind turbines. You know, wind wind turbine fail. Texas power grid operator issues warning amid extreme cold snap. You know, you want to build these damn... (laughs) wind turbines and then they freeze up um, and then you you know it's just it's just so mind-blowing this war on everything that we live our lives with fuel, meat, farms, clean food, clean air, this the spraying, this this weather modification, this weather weaponization, injections, five G. You know, um, disease X. Remember, remember Todd Calendar and all that stuff about the five G. You, know, you know, during COVID, all these huge military weapon systems that we call five G towers really just went into high gear while during this lockdown period and afterwards. And then you know, the payload theory with with Calendar and some of these folks talking about um, like some sort of a in enmeshed in this hydrogel or whatever is is in these shots, there's a, a dormant payload basically that can be awakened through some sort of gigahertz you know stimulation stimulization t- stimulation excuse me uh to where then it it wakes up the payload and then here comes the marburg virus or whatever so the marburg thing is coming up all over the place again uh sam if you want to get clip 10 ready <clears throat> so this whole state of emergency over Marburg and all this weird stuff in the federal registry. And it's just very strange that we're in the election year now with Trump and all this stuff. And, You know, Laura Loomer is getting raked under the coals by uh, Mediaite and some of these outfits on the the far left of the political spectrum because she said some stuff about Nikki Haley being in bed with military-industrial complex and so forth. And so then they um, sent this cold blast over Iowa to tinker with the Iowa caucuses and Dr. Ben Carson's talking about watch out for dirty tricks. So, uh, you know, it's it's political stuff, you know, I it seems so just passé now. It's just this this theater that they want to, you know, all um, I mean, it's just the whole thing is just so sick. That that the country is this full of traitors, um, but let's listen to a little bit of this Marburg thing uh, with Maria Z and the uh, Catherine Watt. Go ahead and play clip ten.
0: Uh, substack that piqued my interest, which was the PCR test viewed from the legal kill box perspective, and then I noted that you mentioned uh, this uh, this extension on the Federal Register. Uh, notice of declaration under the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act for countermeasures against Ebola virus and/or Ebola disease and Marburg virus and/or Marburg disease. So, we want to talk about all of this today. Where do you want to start? Um, any anywhere you want to start, I, let's go for it. Sure. Well, I, I mean, in, in terms of last time we, I had you on, we spoke about the COVID kill box. Let's talk about the PCR uh, legal uh, PCR test viewed from the legal. Box
4: perspective. So I, yeah, I, I put that in, I did that post because I think that COVID has been good for teaching the world what the sequence of events is that the governments are using to build the false narrative. And chronologically, the very first. EUA declaration covered in vitro diagnostics for detection and or diagnosis, because that was the first thing they needed. They needed a statistical data set of like, data that they could put up on the dashboards and get people to associate whatever the result of that PCR test was with whatever symptoms they were or were not having and then move forward to the next EUA products. So step one was the the in vitro tests. Step two was the personal respiratory devices, which was the masks. And so that the thing we can learn from that is how they, they really want like a visual social element to the, the false story that they're telling. So we know that masks do absolutely nothing to protect people or, stop transmission or anything but what they do do is make it so that when you're out in public you see a visual cue all the time that other people are scared that you should be scared uh that something is happening so that was the second one the third one was the medical devices including alternative products used as medical devices and that was for the ventilators so that was how they got the the liability coverage for all of the nurses and technicians in the hospitals and nursing homes who were killing people with ventilators. And then the fourth one was drugs and biological products, which included, eventually included the COVID-19 vaccines, but also included things like remdesivir and the monoclonal antibodies. And so it, it's a package thing. And because of the new federal register um announcement or update to the Ebola and Marburg virus declarations. I am anticipating that there's going to be another sequence. I don't know what the the elements will not be identical to what they did in COVID because, because people have seen how that works, but they will be similar structurally. I think there will be some sort of diagnostic something to persuade people that they have something or that everybody around them could have something. And there will be some kind of visual thing possibly like way more visual um, photos and video of nurses and doctors in like full hazmat suits um, because they need to ramp up the fear more this time, I think. Well, let's, let's look at some of what
0: they've told us. They've told us that another pandemic is coming. They've told us that it will uh, disproportionately affect children. They've said that it will be of a respiratory nature, but uh, my, my my assertion has been, Catherine, that they're not going to get away with another invisible pandemic. Uh, and when I say invisible, I mean, you know, uh, telling people that they could be asymptomatic. It's just, it's not, they're not going to get away with that. Again, too many people are no longer afraid of COVID. And so my view is that they could potentially, and I've been saying this for some time, uh, they could potentially Release or cause something far more dramatic, and this, uh, you know, notice of declaration, um, under the Federal Register, and, and this extension of, uh, of, of this Marburg, which, by the way, is it's not a problem in the US, the US does not have a problem with Marburg. Um, so mm. why is it that they've continued to extend this? Um, you in your Substack, you've linked this, um, this previous. Uh, federal register notice this is december 9th 2020 uh regarding marburg and so what do you understand the history to be of them continuing this
4: um well i think that i think it relates to how prominently hemorrhagic fevers have That played a role in the predictive programming, like films, especially and television shows, because they have gotten it into the plot lines of things for decades um, that people are walking around and then suddenly start bleeding out of their orifices. And it turns out this terrible thing has come. So they 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 can build on that by if they have a way of mimicking or inducing those types of symptoms. They can elicit the behavioral responses that they've tried to predictively get people ready to do. Um, On the respiratory thing, I think...
3: All right, go ahead and stop it there. Um, Notice a declaration under the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act, that's the PREP Act, for countermeasures against Ebola virus and or Ebola disease and Marburg virus and or Marburg disease. That was public publication date eleven twenty seven twenty twenty three. The secretary issues this amendment per- pursuant to section blah blah blah. The Public Health Service Act to amend the declaration for counters measures against what I just mentioned. The amended re- published declaration clarifies that the disease threat includes Ebola viruses and Marburg viruses. Just think if calendar. Could have been onto something, and think about radiation—you know, overexposure—and just to just think if they just beam these towers with their massive cables, and just start to really target populations, and then we all think it's a freaking disease. Or let's just say there's that hidden payload aspect that he talked about, you know, and I covered it, I don't know how many months ago, where he was on various programs talking about that. Um, Very, very interesting whether this is what they're going to, disease X or not. Disease X, could it be just, yeah, we're going to tweak these 5G towers and we're going to crank them up to a certain wavelength that is harmful to humans or whatever. And which, you know, uh, doctors baffled by unprecedented surge in cancers among young people under 50. So the Wall Street Journal talks about um, diagnosis rates in the U.S. rose in 2019 to 107.8 cases per 100,000 people under 50 up 12.8% from 956 in 2000. Um, a study in BMJ Oncology last year reported a sharp global rise in cancers in people under 50 with the highest rates in North America, Australia, and Western Europe. Mm, interesting. The word vaccine appears nowhere in the article. It mainly goes on to say that doctors are racing to figure out what's making them sick. Well, it's probably the vaccine's... But what it's also could be some of this radiation stuff that you know uh, that you know I've been talking about for the last few minutes. It's very very uh, just pretty crazy. Um, let's see here. Let's, uh, let's let's do this. I want to get this stuff in. Um. Representative Clay Higgins was on with Tucker Carlson talking about January sixth. And he's a representative out of Louisiana and he's a former cop. And I think I mean many of you have probably seen it, but it just it's it's not telling us anything we didn't already know as discerners of uh, these kind of counterintelligence operations okay since you know many of us have been monitoring so many of these for so long that w- you know we all knew January 6 was a plot a honeypot from the beginning and um i think i might have played on christmas it might have been that one or it might have been the one where Right after Trump was elected, I can't remember, but um, we're going to play a little bit of that. So, Mr. Producer, get clip eight ready, and we'll just kind of play the beginning of this because it's a long interview, and I'm not going to listen to a whole bunch of it. But I'm going to give you the gist of it. Um, and this is this is Representative Clay Higgins talking about January 6. Go ahead and play clip eight.
1: Involvement of of. Certain actors, you could say, deep state actors within the federal government, to set the stage for uh, what happened in, in J four, five, and six, and and to um, entrap thousands of Americans from across the country and lure them into this this set stage on J four, five, and six. To, the people that were involved in that is 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 quite a large web. So yes, sir, we do have a great deal of evidence compiled, and we are we're gradually professionally uh, rolling that evidence
5: out. You sort of answered the question right there in larger terms. You just said that elements within the federal government, I assume, law enforcement, intel, and military, and I'm using your words, lured. Americans to Washington into what you called a trap. Yes, sir. So that would I mean that's a shocking and I assume that's a that's a sober conclusion based on the evidence. That's what you're saying.
1: That's that would be my sober assessment as an investigator and a you know, I'm quite a I love my country and and I've I've always been a staunch defender of the thin blue line and I'm I would proudly count the FBI amongst that number. It's like brothers to me. So to find that level of uh, of conspiratorial corruption at the highest levels of the FBI has been very troubling to me as a man, as a cop. And and yet, you know, you follow the evidence wherever it leads. And yes. this is what investigators do. So. Uh, when I asked Christopher Wade that, that question, for instance, I, and I already knew the answer. I had reviewed compelling evidence that the that FBI had assets, human assets, dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol prior to the doors being opened and the masses allowed in. Uh, so uh, I I knew that the FBI was deeply involved. I'd seen evidence, even at that time, uh, that the FBI had embedded themselves into various groups online across the country of Americans who were essentially uh, voicing their their concerns and airing their grievances with each other about COVID oppression. Those Americans were targeted... By the FBI, almost universally Republicans and and uh, largely Trump supporters, but the FBI worked undercover to infiltrate those conversations and become a significant part of those individual Americans' uh, communications. And when you dig into the evidence that we've we've had revealed through through some criminal cases that I've Followed and worked with the families of J six uh, political detainees and Americans that have been persecuted for their involvement in, in the Capitol that day. And some of that evidence is shockingly reveals that the, the the FBI agents that were operating undercover within the online groups across the country were were the first ones to plant the seeds of. Of uh, suggestions of of a of a more radical occupation of the capital, and and it was sort of testing the waters typical, of who amongst typical. that group would would begin acknowledging that you know yeah maybe we should do that maybe we should plan for an occupation like that but if you look at the the origins of those conversations they. It was started by the, the FBI undercover guy that was operating inside the group. And then months later, uh, on January 4th, 5th, and 6th, many of those Americans met for the first time in person when they gathered for the massive rally where American patriots assembled to object to to everything that had happened during 2020, the COVID oppression and the the stunning results of what we believe was a compromise election cycle in November 2020. So Americans gathered at their own capital to to appropriately air grievances and protest at their capital but embedded amongst their number was an FBI asset that had been working from within their group online for many months. So this was the level of uh, of Manipulative effort that the FBI invested into American citizenry and our our assembly online to our, and to exercise our rights under the First Amendment to talk to each other about whatever we want to talk about, including the 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 insidious oppressions of COVID that we were suffering across the country. So, and our concerns about where the election was going. The whole mail-in ballot thing, we can see the stage was being set for a compromised election cycle, possibly. And to our horror, that's what happened. So, FBI had fingerprints on this thing from for many months prior to J-4, 5, and 6.
5: I want to go back to something you said in the first sentence, which is, you have seen evidence, and uh, that spurred your questions. To Chris Ray, that there were FBI assets dressed as Trump supporters within the Capitol, so that is proof of entrapment. Because of course the federal government could have prevented entry into the Capitol building. There aren't that many doors? You work there, you know. But they allowed people in on purpose to entrap them. That's what that proves. I think. Does it not?
1: Well, it's certainly condemning. It's another piece of the of uh, the strategy second, that the that the.
3: Uh, Think about this. Not only to entrap them, but at the perfect timing to stop Ted Cruz and some of those others when they stood up and they started their objections, which would have started a whole other process, folks. Pelosi, Lugosi, and Schumer and McConnell, they all had this planned out to stop the actual proceedings in the House. Um, to go down that trail of having uh, House members and senators object to the certification of electors. And so that's the main gig. So then they're like, we'll do a double whammy. We'll bring in a bunch of these people, and then we'll we'll drill them, throw them in the gulags. We'll stop the process. We'll get everybody, blah, 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 blah the whole Ashley Babbitt thing happened and all that. And then what later on that night, they certified the electors, boom, boom, boom. And then that's what happened. But, but now you're even having that kook, um, us attorney talk about, even if you were even around on that side of the Capitol, whether you knew it or not, you were in a restricted zone. So now there's still thousands of other people that we could come after as a chilling effect. You see, um, so now they can go after you, oh, just because you walked around onto that side of the Capitol. This is the, this is the um, Cheka, NKVD behavior um, of all of these treasonous elements in the federal government. You know, you've got highly decorated military veterans that have been locked up, for, what, three years, almost three years. Behind this, I mean this is absolute just over the top nineteen uh, eighty four bill that these poor people locked in these in the in these gulags over this um just mind blowing go ahead and resume it real quick, and then we'll cl- we'll jump to clip nine that
1: the that the government employed to sort of complete the entrapment of Americans that they had had uh infiltrated and then prodded and provoked with online with the with the, those original seeds planted of of uh actions like you know what type of gear to wear and 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 just to, in language that incited behavior that could go the wrong way you know, pushing uh, actions of, of legal and legitimate peaceful protests to an edge where, where those Americans would likely not have gone had they not been.
3: Yeah. All right, had, go ahead and stop that one there, and let's go to clip nine and play that one real quick before the bottom of
5: the hour break. When you say that there were FBI assets in the crowd in the building beforehand and, and certainly outside, What's the scale of this? You're talking like 10,
1: 20? No. So r- real hard, objective, and conservative um, estimates would would put the number of FBI assets in the crowd, outside and working inside at at well over 200.
5: 200? Yeah. Yeah. You have seen evidence, and that spurred your questions to Chris Ray that there were FBI assets dressed as Trump supporters within the Capitol. So that is proof of entrapment, because, of course, the federal government could have prevented entry into the Capitol building. There aren't that many doors. You work there, you know. But they allowed people in on purpose to entrap them. That's what that proves, I think. Does it not?
1: Well, it's certainly condemning. It's another piece of the, of the strategy that the, that the government employed all
3: right go ahead and to, stop it there so I wanted to get the 200 in there but just think about all the Capitol police um, throughout all this investigation that have been that went undercover and now if, later on in the video he talked uh, Tucker asked him about military active duty military and he said well I can't go down that road because I don't have hard evidence but I looked at some of that, and there looked like some, you know, there was probably guys from just more than just ATF there. Okay. There were probably other kind of uh, military spooks, um, probably ATF guys. There were probably other guys there on top of the FBI guys. And so, it, you know, it's a shame that these, that many people, you could get that many people to run. An operation of that size, planned for that many months, um, against your own uh, citizens. Ray Epps' sentence is a thunderous fu to half of America. This is up on um, Zero Hedge. The same people accusing Trump voters of subverting democracy are the ones who cheated in every election since the '60s, lied to get us into half a dozen stupid wars, created COVID in a lab, and then covered that up. You're free to tell them to STFU. You know why the judge let provocateur Ray Epps off the hook for his antics before and and during the so-called J6 insurrection, don't you? Well, yes, it was partly because he was acting at the direction of blob officials. Most likely the FBI, possibly the CIA, defense intelligence or some black box fed outfit. No one ever, uh, you know no whatever of, but somehow get a half a billion of funding every years etc cetera, etc cetera. we'll cover this on the other side
2: you are tuned in to the republic broadcasting network visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org
5: visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code
6: REPUB10 that's R E P U B 1
2: 0
1: EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too.
8: EaseOff, LLC. 417-932-6419.
3: Casting network old ray pleaded to one year's probation no jail time 100 hours of community service and a 500 dollars fine um okay i'll tell you the actual reason why that ray epps got the vip powder puff treatment it was to give half of america a poke in the eye with a sharp stick the old double barreled middle finger a thunderous fu with With the subtext, we can do anything we want to you, and you can't do anything about it. And we could rub your faces in it too, ho-ho. And then empty a bedpan over your head in case you're not feeling sufficiently impotent and humiliated. And the purpose of all that is their hope to, f- to foment some act of genuine violent resistance against the blob to justify further lawless persecution of the blob's enemies. They're really hoping to set off a civil war to justify martial law in order to ensure a free and fair election. The judge, in, as in the Ray Epps case, is wait for it, the fabulous judicial utility infielder, James Bosberg now chief judge of the D.C. Federal District Court, a big cheese, yes, the same rascal who sat on the FISA court during the FBI's crossfire hurricane shenanigans when they fed all manner of fake documents to that court to enable the FBI to conduct warrantless surveillance on Trump's campaign and then afterwards on his presidency. It was Judge Boesburg who met who let FBI lawyer Kevin Kleinsmith off the hook with probation when he was charged with doctoring an email to conceal the fact that FBI target Carter Page had been an active CIA informer in Russia over the years. Um, Let's see. The disposition of Ray Epps' case also means there will be no further official inquiries into his behavior. That faithful day 166. 21 okay so just wanted to get that one in there um so sam get clip seven ready this is gonzala lira and this is this is like uh this video is like title well part of the reason why they had to kill him go ahead and play uh clip seven
6: Zelensky and hunter biden have a great deal in common and you should be aware of it you see Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. Well, the Cokehead of Kiev, because he is a Cokehead, the Cokehead of Kiev is actually a manufactured political figure. He was manufactured by a Ukrainian Israeli Cypriot oligarch called Igor Kolomoysky. Now Igor Kolomoysky was the man who owns one plus one media here in Ukraine. And One Plus One Media is the company that financed and produced the TV show Servant of the People. And Servant of the People hired Zelensky, a well-known actor in Ukraine, an actor with zero political experience or even any political interest. Well, they hired him to play the role of the president in this show, Servant of the People. Now, Servant of the People had huge ratings, but a lot of people say that it was really weird the amount of propaganda and PR that was done for the show. It was disproportionate to any other show of any channel. The amount of PR, positive press, and all the rest of it, it was really pushed on the people. Some people say it was completely astroturfed. Some people who know uh, how to speak Ukrainian and who have watched the show have told me that it's a mildly enjoyable show, but no big deal. But anyway, the show was hugely popular. And it ran from 2015 to 2018, and almost seamlessly, Kolomoisky, the oligarch, created a party called Servant of the People, same name as the TV show. And their candidate was Zelensky, a man with no previous political experience and indeed no previous political interest. And Kolomoisky financed Zelensky to the point that Zelensky today is a billionaire. How many actors do you know are billionaires? Hmm? I mean, I don't think that Tom Cruise is a billionaire. Well,
3: got, they gave stole away. half of it from out of what we gave.
6: Actor. Hmm? Zelensky is more than just an actor. Hmm? He's the finger puppet of Kolomoisky, this oligarch. And do you know who Kolomoisky also financed to the tune of $50,000 a month, plus additional benefits of different sorts? Hunter Biden, yes. In 2014,
3: Burisma, the Ukrainian oil company. Uh, you can stop
8: it gasping.
3: there. locked up. And while they were probably torturing him to death. You see, Gonzalo Lira was in freaking Ukraine, just blasting the whole network of organized crime over there. And you can find that floating around out there. But, um, you know, it's fascinating stuff. Um, so we got stuff going on in Poland too, this Tusk character. So he's locking up, shutting down media that doesn't like, uh, agree with him. He is locking up members of parliament and so forth and so on. Uh, this clip three, if you want to get that ready, Sam, this is Jack Posobiec. Of course, now he's Naval Intelligence and he writes for human events and kind of, real new real news network or america real america's voice or something like that he's involved with like a uh, bannon and all that but let's listen to a little bit of that go ahead and play clip three
2: alex this is unfortunately the worst case scenario that we're seeing unfold look you and i spoke uh, a couple of months ago saying that they were looking for full on war with russia and then we added to that and we said they're going to use deployments from Poland, potentially NATO force deployments from Poland. Again, the country that's right next to Ukraine in order to escalate this further because they know the Ukrainian government, the Ukrainian military is completely faltering and failing. Zelensky's going out. So what are the globalists doing? Well, the globalists have installed their leader, Donald Tusk, who was the head of the EU as the new prime minister of Poland. He didn't win the election. He lost the election last year. But they were able to put together a coalition of moderates and independents and all these fake uh, Soros-type funded candidates and parties and put them together and say he's going to be the coalition prime minister now. So what had happened last night? What happened last night was that a couple of Polish members of parliament, there was a warrant issued for their arrest by the new globalist controlled court. Those guys went over to the Polish presidential palace. And they said, we are going to go to the palace. We're going to ask for sanctuary here. The Polish president is still a patriot. He's still a nationalist. He's not part of this. And he said, look, I'm going to pardon these guys. I'm issuing a pardon. And let's wait for this to play out in the courts. The globalists said, we don't care. They sent the police in to storm the presidential palace of Warsaw to arrest these two. These guys are anti-communist, anti-globalist. They've been anti-communist for decades, going all the way back to the 1980s. These guys were leaders of the Solidarity Movement. But, Alex, what they've done is they've arrested them, dragged them into the police station. You got one of them that's going on hunger strike right now. And now Polish patriots are coming from all over the country. You saw some images from last night outside the police station where they're holding these guys are members of parliament, by the way. They're democratically elected members of parliament being held like congressmen here in the United States that were arrested. It'd be like congressmen being arrested in the White House. If you want to understand what they're doing Alex, is that they're planning now for and there's, yeah, of course, Donald Tusk, he's Angela Merkel's globalist deputy up there. What they're planning next is a huge protest of all of this tomorrow in Warsaw. But this is the warning that I have sent out to the Polish patriots. You must be on the lookout for provocations tomorrow because they will send the Ray Epps playbook. They will use the same communist playbook that they've been using for years to go into that crowd to try to incite violence, to try to tell people to go into government facilities, and they will use it to issue a crackdown and mass arrests, going door to door to all the patriots in Poland to say, "Oh, that they're doing." Uh, you can stop the it United there. United States, um,
3: you know, the the leader of Sweden is telling his people to prep and get ready for war with Russia, and so this isn't. This isn't good. Um, these these jerks that you know that that run this world. Um, just some sort of fall headlines. Trump battles through blizzard to warn we've never been in danger. of World War Three like we are now. Genocide. Joe bombs poorest country in the world, Yemen, while facing Hague showdown. Biden prosecutor faces liquidation as Trump prosecutor joins the Real Housewives of Atlanta, the whole Fannie Willis thing. I'm sure everybody knows about it. Well, I mean, think about this. You've got, I have it written down, Fannie Willis, Kim Gardner, Kim Fox from up there in Chicago, Marilyn Mosby from up there in the Baltimore, Maryland area. All of these, I mean, it's just, it's just over the top. It's just over the top. Um, Where's it at? Um, judge Judge schedules hearing on Fannie Willis and her scandalous affair, blah, 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 blah. Um, then she says this. She's at a church speaking, of course. You cannot expect black women to be perfect. Fannie Will- Willis plays race card after allegations of improper relationship. I mean, this, this whole thing with installing... Um, all of these people uh, for diversity, equity, inclusion, blah, blah, blah. When DEI becomes DIA, D-I-E, the Federal Aviation Administration now hiring people with severe intellectual and psychiatric disability. Um, so, I mean, hopefully that they're not going to be, um, you know, uh, putting them in the air traffic control or... Um, you know, putting them in pilot jobs or whatever—you uh, know, just insane. Um, inside the rise of an Israeli faction seeking to provoke Armageddon, the Israeli Kahanists aim to provoke Armageddon by destroying the Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem, believing it will trigger the return of the Jewish Messiah. And for some Christian Zionists, the return of Jesus. This is on Life Site, okay? Um, so. You know, I've seen some crazy things in my time, but nothing comes close to the apocalyptic cult whose actions and terrifying influence are, are subject today. Um, so, you know, the, the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem is the site of the Al-Aqsa Mosque. This is the third holy site in Sunni Islam. It's built on the site of the Second Temple, destroyed by the Romans in 70 A.D., It's believed by religious Jews that a third temple must be built before the coming of the Jewish Messiah. In addition, many Christian Zionists believe that building this third temple will usher in um, the return of Christ. This would require the destruction of the Al-Aqsa Mosque, which would unite the Islamic world in an outrage, certainly lead to a major war with nuclear dimension. Um, So, he has... The current National Security Minister of Israel, Itamar Ben-Giver, leads a party dedicated to this goal. He has led his Otzma Yehudit Jewish Power Party and his supporters in repeated incursions into the Al-Aqsa compound against the advice of the head of the Israeli Security Service, Shin Bet. Netanyahu relies on Ben-Giver's support to keep his coalition in power, you see, and to postpone his own criminal prosecution on corruption charges. You see, Khabad is a kind of an apocalyptic Cult as well. But this is a different faction, this this Kahan party. Um, so Ben Gavir is an admirer of Rabbi Meir Kahan and his party is the direct descendant of Kahan's own party. He was dedicated to two goals, permanent removal of the Palestinians from Israel and the destruction of the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Alright. And so this is kind of how you you're seeing some of these parties in Israel. Pope Francis tells communists, this on life side also, don't back down, give up. Imagine if he had said that to traditional Catholics. Hosting a Marxist-Christian dialogue group at the Vatican on Wednesday, Pope Francis urged them to be open in dialogue to new ways, while avoiding reiterating the church's consistent condemnation of Marxism. Okay, Small de- de- delegation from the DLOP group. Uh, D-I-A-L-O-P according to its own description is a project of dialogue between socialist Marxists, and Christians involving intellectuals, academics, politicians, activists, and students from several European countries isn't that nice you know Vatican official says St. Peter's Basilica will bless homosexual couples Cardinal Mauro Gambetti added that's As yet, nobody has asked the canons of the basilica for such a blessing. Well, you know, somebody's going to. According to the report in the Italian newspaper Il Messaggero today, the archpriest of Rome's most famous church, Cardinal Gambetti, has stated that blessings of homosexual couples could happen there. People are talking about the abomination of desolation. Now that's a that's an interpretation uh, of by some people like from traditional Catholic circles. Um, Archbishop Vagano, Swiss Guards should arrest Bergoglio and Fernandez, expel them from the Vatican. The Swiss Guards have sworn to defend the See of Peter, not the one who is systematically demolishing it. Let them therefore be faithful to their oath and arrest these heretical heretical perverts. <laughs> You know I'm surprised he's still alive this archbishop vegan you know, for real um uh, talking smack on the Jesuits like that you know um this is you know some people have this viewpoint that the Jesuits are doing this kind of um reverse psychology stuff they're 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 bringing let's just say those that they can sway to this point that they're going to, it's like a rubber band, and they want the rubber band to snap back into a very, very hardcore in the other direction. So some people believe the Jesuits are doing a head fake by being lefties and pro-gay and all this stuff, and they're, they're doing this to cause the pendulum to swing back hard, very, very hard, in such a way that... Um, Uh, And and this is on Israel 365. Okay, hundreds give, quote, Nazi salute at political rally in Rome. Well, it's a Roman salute. They were saluting, you know, um, a rally in Rome on January 7th to mark the Acca-Laurentia massacre when three neo-fascist activists from the Italian social movement were killed 46 years ago took a bizarre turn when hundreds of participants raised their palms And I'm not going to say Nazi salute. I'm going to say a Roman salute. Okay. In the video shot by onlookers last weekend, the saluting men can be heard yelling present three times as they raise their right arms. One then shouts a common neo-fascist battle cry for all fallen comrades. And then they're telling Georgia Maloney that she needs to hardcore denounce this and all this, the same they they did with Trump in Charlottesville. Uh, But, let me just say this to all you you whiny uh, you know Jewish mafia forces. You sit there and you're behind all of this um, diversification, colorization of Europe. You Barbara Spector and all your rabbis and everybody in your in your Hebrew uh, immigrant aid societies and all this crap you said you're going to brown europe you're going to make uh, this europe a, a nation of mixed race blah 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 blah, blah. and so now you want to why oh my god the nazis are rising in europe well you forced it you forced it and you know now you got you you got the all the people you freaking help bring into the united states they're all spray paint in gaza and all kinds of strange stuff all over in cemeteries and all that and so now you you think you you know you guys think that you're going to be able to control it you bring in you create your own frankensteins all the time but yet sometimes those frankensteins turn on you you don't know how to let things alone you always have to try to like that rabbi said we got the only time we can be successful is when other we other people get you know uh, knocked down or they meet re, re, meet catastrophe you know you you never can leave things alone we're going to see we're going to see brownouts in major US cities competition for electricity is now an unstoppable race that's up on zero hedge ATF says the quiet part on, out loud. Recently, while responding to criticism on X, formerly known as Twitter, the L.A. branch of the Bureau of Air, Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms and Explosives tweeted that the $200 tax stamps on firearms and accessories regulated by the National Firearms Act was quite prohibitive at the time, which was the goal of the, of the National Firearms Act. See, what they're telling you is they just just wanted to become so cost-prohibitive, they didn't want people to be able to own firearms. TheDebrief.org, synthetically generated, genomically targeted plagues will be the future of warfare, says New Defense Report. In a recent report by the RAND Corporation, funded by the Office of the Secretary of Defense and a National Defense Research Institute, researchers explored the potential for engineered pathogens to become instruments of warfare. Duh. Now that advanced and complex biotechnology has left the realm of science fiction and became reality, analysts and experts are beginning to assume that nation-states and non-state groups will consider these technologies in their planning and strategic forecasts. Technological improvements, including messenger RNA vaccines and the use of CRISPR gene sequences as a genetic engineering tool and advances in BCI brain computer interfaces, may shift strategic calculations. The emergence of ever more countries with advanced biotechnology capabilities raises a new, more dynamic future for biotechnology at war. Think about this, the tranny military. You know the that that creep um, Levine, right over over there at HHS or whatever. Um, think about um, the tranny. You know all of this whole thing paying for sex soldiers' so called sex change operations, which is nothing more than castrations and and disfigurations. But this is this is. Trans the tranny military is prep for the transhuman military, folks. Okay, the tranny military is prep for the transhuman military. Okay, um, let's see here. Now this is floating around this week. Democrat insider warns Michelle Obama's history as a man is being exposed, and so there's this guy that comes out. Um what what's his name and I'm looking for it. Um claiming that he was a ex-boyfriend, okay? Um so Let me see. David Upchurch is his name. Michelle's ex-boyfriend, David Upchurch, has come forward to reveal that she is actually a man named Michael Robinson and only became Michelle after meeting Barack Obama and having prospects of becoming First Lady. Uh, According to Upchurch, who dated Michelle during high school, Barack Obama's a lucky man having a partner as talented and versatile as the former Michael. Now, this Upchurch character, you know, comes out of nowhere, and there's some pictures that are floating around and so forth, but you know, um, I don't know. It's very crazy. Now, Leo Zagami had an interesting article up on about a week ago. Many illegal immigrants entering the U.S. are possessed by the devil as exorcist warns the cult of Saint Death worships Satan. The prominent exorcist in Mexico is warning about the many dangers surrounding the court cult of Santa Muerte, Saint Death, now deemed satanic by many in the church. The so-called saint is a favorite of Mexican and Central American drug cartels who are known to leave the severed heads of their enemies at their impoverished shrines, which feature wax effigies and so forth. So we're seeing all this trafficking with all this cartel activity and this whole Saint Des, Santa Muerte, this stuff's coming here. And so kind of fascinating. A lot of stuff I didn't get to tonight. Um, Hope you enjoyed the broadcast. And if you didn't, and if you got something to say, don't say it. Just quit listening. That's for all you people that like to email me goofy stuff. All right, folks. Take care. Be ready for whatever. go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on long-term food storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN.
8: Simply clean foods. Do it today.
3: You're listening
7: to Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle
2: the truth. Truth, truth, truth.